Hey, as a listener to the Leading by History podcast, we want to tell you about some exclusive opportunities available to you as a listener. If you go to patreon.com backslash leading by history today, you'll find that there are three tiers of support that will give you exclusive access to our program. We've got the official patron level, the all access tier, and the highest level, the VIP patron level of support. If you want to find out how you can have exclusive access and have impact on what we offer, go to patreon.com backslash leading by history today. Welcome to the Leading by History podcast, where we seek to take our listeners on a journey through history, highlighting information which is most crucial for changing our world one episode at a time. Welcome to another episode of the Leading by History video and podcast. Uh, We're doing something new today. Um, We've got an exciting show for you. We've got Dr. Gina Page from AfricanAncestry.com. I am super excited. Uh, We're going to be talking about the power of identity and uh, the the, the power of of DNA. And... um, and we're also going to be doing a reveal today. So <laughs> any of my detractors in the movement, you will have all of this now, <laughs> whatever it comes out to be, to be able to say whatever it is that I am on, on DNA. But the, the struggle still continues and we continue the work regardless. But this will be <laughs> very interesting. <laughs> And I am very excited. Welcome, Dr. Page, to our platform, Leading by History. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And thank you for having me. Yes, yes. I first saw you on um, the Ebro in the morning. Ah, okay. And uh, where you did Ebro and Rosenberg Mm -hmm. and some of the other folk that were in the studio. And um, I was listening to what you were saying. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was very anti-DNA testing for a long time. Okay. Because, you know, I knew what the companies, the major companies were doing with the DNA. And I knew mm-hmm. how they were using the DNA and how the results were skewed, right? And so um, I, when I heard you speaking and I, and I heard you talk about how, you know, y'all weren't s- storing the DNA, you weren't selling the information, you only looked for African, you know, ancestry and DNA, which allowed the search to be more streamlined. And, you know, I start hearing all of that. And we'll talk a little bit about that today during the show. I was intrigued. And then when I saw the results from everyone, and I heard you talking about the, the patrilineal and the matrilineal side and the mitochondria DNA, you know, I'm just like, okay, you know, this is something very interesting. And so, um, very glad to have you on. So can you just tell us first, how did you get involved um, with working with DNA? Sure. I was introduced to Dr. Kittles, who is my business partner and our scientific director and co-founder. And that was really my entry into working with DNA. I have a business background. And um, so my my approach to the company, to starting the company was from the business side and not from the science side or from the culture side. Um, when I met Dr. Kittles, he, he had recently uh, gotten a lot of exposure for his work with the New York African Burial Ground Project. And his job as part of that project was to identify the ancestry of the bones of the enslaved Africans who were found in the cemetery. And so when the public found that out, they thought, well, if you can do it for bones, you should be able to do it for me. And that initiated or catalyzed uh, his, his decision to commercialize his research. But he's a scientist, he's not a business person, he didn't exactly know how or have the desire to, <laughs> right, know how to uh, create a company around that. And so he and I partnered to start African Ancestry. So that's how I got 
got here. Okay, and so uh, I think that, that that work with the burial grounds is extremely important um, mm -hmm. because I've been doing some work with, uh, you know, our local burial grounds um, in, in Richmond and mm -hmm. we're working on ideas for a possible, you know, um, museum and an exhibit to be able to you know, talk about the remains of our, you know, ancestral folks in the Lumpkin Jail, uh, which was called the Devil's Half Acre here in Richmond, Virginia, mm -hmm. and uh, been working with, uh, you know, the, the commission that was set up for planning for that and all of that. And so that is, it, it really hits home, you know, when, when you're talking about these, uh, these burial grounds and folk, you know, that you know, were left unnamed and unnoted in history, you know? And, uh, and we have a lot of that here in, in Richmond, Virginia. So, so that really hits home. So I'm thinking here about the power of, you know, that work there. And then I'm thinking about how that translates into everyday folk, right? Because most people would think that this is something very highfalutin, right? Something that's outside of the range of most people. Um, you know, you're talking about working with commissions and burial grounds and, you know, working with uh, institutions of, of, of learning and, you know, anthropology and all of that. The average person may think that's out of my league. How does the work that you you did there in, 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 in those things that Dr. Kittles was doing, you know, there, how does that translate now into the everyday person who's saying, well, I mean, we were figuring out who these folk were right after their remains were left for all of this time. But, but, but I want to know who I am. What does that look like? How does that work for the, for the average person? In terms of how they made the leap from the burial ground to taking our test or how does our test work? How does your test like relate to now to the average individual, right? Like in other words, that's that's big work that y'all were doing there in that regard. And most people would think I, I can't have access to that same science. Right. I get it. Get I get I'm it. Saying? And so, but you know, interestingly enough, it was an av it was average people who shut down the switchboard one day at Howard with so many calls saying, will you do this for me? Mm. So it wasn't us taking the work that was being done there and translating it for the customer or for the everyday person. It was, if you remember back to any economics class you took, it was supply and demand. There was a demand from everyday black folks That's to right. know where they were from. Mm. And we met that demand by creating the supply. So it really isn't that far of a leap. We, we weren't, we really, um, it was, the, it was the community that created African ancestry. Mm -hmm. And so today, um, the question of how does it relate, I think is important because the average person may not think it's important to know where you're from. Mm -hmm. And so it's the psychology of identity. We are in the business of being black. We are in the identity business. And so the question now that we are, asked to answer is why is this important? And um, this is important. Why is taking a test and tracing your ancestry important? That is important because knowing where you're from is one of the most foundational aspects of who you are. That's right. And we as black folks, at least here in America, and I would argue the Caribbean and, and, and um, the Americas, we, we're the only group that doesn't know where we're from. Mm. Everybody that we live with, work with, go to school with, whatever, go to church with, however you interact with folks, grocery, at the grocery store, everybody else knows that they are their ancestors came from Germany or right. France or Mexico or El Salvador or Russia or Italy. They know these things and they know them if only by their last names. Mm, that's right. Page is not an African last name. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Jones is not an African last name. Right. Smith is not. So we, we don't have our names. Mm. 
-hmm. as guideposts. Right. We don't have our languages as guideposts. Right. We don't know our ancestral lineages as guideposts. Mm. And many of us don't even have our, um, our families as guideposts because our families were torn apart right. every step of the way along those 400 years of enslaved, 401 years of documented enslavement. Mm. And so if you don't know your name, you don't know your family, you don't know your language, <laughs> You don't know who you are. You just don't. Wow. Those are those are the basics of identity. Yeah. And so it's important because we are living our lives in form in a way that is informed by our ancestry, our skin color, mm. the foods we eat, the the way we listen to music, the way our the way we respond when we hear a drum, the way we wear our hair the way we wear our clothes, the, the ways that we worship, all of those types of things are influenced by who we are. We think it's Black American tradition, and yeah, it is, but it came from Africa. And so Africa is this humongous continent with thousands of languages, thousands of traditions, just so much diversity to just say Africa is cheating ourselves. Right. And so I believe it's an ancestral imperative to find out where you're from. And I'm just talking. I should stop and let you ask no, the No, you're good. But... I'm, I'm a, no, flow on. That's what we do in here. That's what we do. We we, we, we get into the flow. We want you okay. to, 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 to expose all the information because, you know, I mean, there are shows. I just tell them, just go on, just talk because okay. uh, our listeners want to feed from this. You, you get what I'm saying? And so we're going to have listeners in, in the audio that are going to be listening to the podcast. And then those who are in tune to our uh, videos on our website, uh, leadingbyhistory.com, that are going to be able to access there. And so... Um, you know, I think it's important. I mean, everything that we've done for this podcast has been for posterity, right? Intellectual mm -hmm. posterity. Mm -hmm. we, we want the conversations with our scholars and people that we, you know, respect and, and that we honor in the areas of history and education. We want these conversations to live on, right? We want them to be points in history because as a historian, I know that primary source documentation is extremely important and it's powerful for uncovering the past, right? Because, right. you know, instead of me listening to what someone said, they heard someone say, if I can run back the time and I can get the real and I can listen for myself, run the tape back, run the video back, run the CD back, run the audio back, um, then I know exactly what was what was being said. I don't have to interpret Right. I don't have to I don't have to go by hearsay. And so we're we're creating a leading by history prom, uh, primary source documentation of the information from the mouths of the people who are doing the work. So we want you to speak. We want you to be free. We want you to be able to express and to clear up all of the stuff, because uh, we've got a lot of listeners that have been really um, pondering for some time getting their DNA done now. We're not here to disparage other companies, right? But at the same time, um, I think it's it, I, I think if you read about these other companies, they make it clear, right, about what they do and how they do it. So a lot of people that I know who have gotten um, their DNA uh, tests done by the um, you know the 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 varied companies, right? they always come back with this percentage thing. So it comes back that you are this percent that and this percent that, right? And so a, a, a buddy of mine and, and he'll smile, uh, he's a, a, a Jewish brother, right? And so he did his, his DNA by one of, the, one of those companies and it came back saying that he was 90% Ashkenazi Jewish, 10% Sephardi, right? And I said, so how in the world could you be 100% Jewish? 
I was like, that's just, you know, that's that's just after all of this time and everything, it's like 100%. Like, that's just a little, it's a little strange that you wouldn't have anything else. Because if you're if you're 90% this and 10% that, that means there's nothing else in there at all. So for thousands of years, there has been no interaction with anyone outside of, 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 of that culture. So, you know, I've seen where some of these companies would, would send folk, and I've read it for myself, where they would say, oh, you are a descendant of this particular thing, or your people are, are here. And then a few months later, they'll come back and say, this is a correction you're actually this, right? So I've seen all kinds of strange things like this. And I know that they're building their database as they get more people, they, they start fine tuning information. And then people have gone to, and you can see it right on YouTube, where there are folk who have gotten theirs done by two of the different companies and they come back with completely different results, right? Like completely different, like what in the world is going? So can you explain to us like, how does that work? How do these companies, how do they come back and tell you a few months later, oh, it's really this, forget what we said earlier, or, um, you know, you, you get two results and they're completely different. Like, right. what's that all about? Well, you know, in all fairness, I can't explain why another company does what they do. And right. I can't explain why their results are what mm -hmm. they are. What I can do is explain how the process works mm -hmm. um, and, and hopefully that will give you some insight. Okay. We don't do that. We're, we're not in the business of percentages. Uh, so I, <laughs> that doesn't happen at African Ancestry. As okay. I mentioned, we're in the business of being black. And so we exist to help black people transform the way we view ourselves and the way we view Africa. Okay. or people of African descent, however you define it. I say black because it's just fewer syllables and easier to get the point across in the short amount of time that we have. Right. Um, and so the way DNA testing works in general for ancestry is you provide your DNA, the company then unlocks the code of some portion of your DNA and then looks for other people in the world who have the same code. Okay. When they find someone who has the same code, then you share something by way of ancestry with that person. Okay. At African Ancestry, we look at single lineage, uh, single branches of the family tree, or it's one lineage at a time. Just like when you do genealogy research or when you're preparing for a family reunion, you take one branch of your tree and you follow it back as far as you can. So let's say you, you take your maternal lineage, your mother's 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 mother. You don't try and find all 16 of your great great grandparents at once. You start with one, get as much as you can about that one and then you move to another one, right? So that's how we handle DNA research. We look at DNA that you've inherited either from your mother or from your father. So we either look at your mother's 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 line, like we did for Ebro, like we've done for you, mm. or we look at DNA that you represents your father's 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 line. So these are individual specific branches of the tree. That DNA does not mix with any of the other DNA you've inherited. Mm. So while you got half of your DNA from your mother and half from your father, there's a part of what you got from your mother that doesn't mix. Mm. And so we compare that part. The mitochondria. The mitochondria. We compare your mitochondria, a, a sequence or a code from your mitochondria DNA to DNA, mitochondrial DNA from all across the world mm. to look for a match. Mm. The first pass is, is it African? Is it European? Is it Asian? One branch is only gonna go back to one continent. Mm. One branch isn't mixed up. One mm. branch is one branch, right? If it's African, 
We then go deeper into our database, which has over 33,000 lineages from indigenous Africans from 40 countries and over 400 ethnic groups. Most of our lineages, our reference lineages in our database, they don't come from our customers. These are lineages that we've collected in Africa are from West and Central Africa. And that's because we're trying to answer the question, where were my people before Virginia? Mm. So we got to look on the West and Central Coast of Africa because that's where historically (laughs) we know we came from. Mm. And so we're comparing you to over 33,000 lineages. Mm. The other companies, they don't look at your mother's branch. Or, or a branch on your father's side. They look at your entire genetic family tree. Okay, got it. So everything's gotten mixed together. All the DNA mixed, except for those two little ones I told, two parts that I told you earlier. So they take the entire tree and then they compare it looking for certain codes, the same codes, matching codes from people all over the world. Okay. Well, when they're looking for African ancestry, they're comparing you to no more, actually fewer than 2,000 people across wow. the continent of Africa. Wow, okay. And of those 2,000 people, they've divided the continent into regions. Hmm. So they have one region that they call Cameroon, comma, Congo, comma, Bantu people. Well, his, history tells you, look at a map. That's a whole hell of a lot of people. That's a big <laughs> region, right? All of that. And so when you take that test, and I've seen these results, you find out, well, I'm 70% African, and that breaks down into some percent from this region, some percent from that region, some percent, based on 2,000 people. Now, this isn't a statistics show, but if everybody's being compared to the same 2000 people, chances are percent similar, um, not similar percentages, but the similar regions. Everybody's gonna get the same region. So what does that say? That just says that you're West African. So you've now paid your money, right? given your DNA, which they keep right. and research, or sell to find out that you are about 75% West African. Right. They can learn that from your show. (laughs) We don't need DNA to tell us that we have some African ancestry and learn European ancestry that, how does that help you? Right. You still can't, well, we don't even do these things anymore. You You still can't get a loan. Right. You're still not going to get government support. Your school districts are still, so, you know, it doesn't matter (laughs) in terms of identity, how much of that you have. So, so if you have a a sample size of a thousand and then you ink and you give people results based on that, and then you increase your database by 10% that you only added a hundred samples but that's gonna skew everybody's results. Mm. So sample size is small and you continue to add to it, then yeah, the results are gonna change. Wow. Cause there's just so few samples in the reference. Got it, got but it. But I think that when you're, ta- when you're making the decision to take a test, you really need to think about what you want to know. Are you interested in finding out percentages? Do you want to know a country and a tribe or ethnic group, or or do you are you satisfied with regions? Do you want to do you want to share this information with a, everyone at the family reunion, or do you want information that only applies to you and your siblings? Mm. Those are the kinds of questions you need to ask. And then that should, do you want your DNA to continue to be researched or sold? Right. All of those types of, are you looking for health information or are you trying to find a fifth or sixth cousin? Those, the answers to those questions would dictate which type of test you take 
right. black and you're looking for information as it relates to Africa, while we can't guarantee that your results will be African, what we can guarantee is that if they are African, we're gonna tell you the country, present day country and a group of people in that country that you then can explore to learn their values and their traditions and their practices. And, and now be more informed about who you are and who your family is. Right. We're the company for that. That, that was a good breakdown and my hands are sweating now because <laughs> it's about that time in the show to get into the reveal. And uh, ooh, I'm telling you right now, ooh, ooh, ooh. So I would take it that you already know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you already know. I See, I can reveal it. <laughs> you got them, but you haven't opened them, right? I have not seen anything. I, I you waited. Haven't, you, haven't you haven't received them either. I received them, but I never opened them. Opened them. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. And 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 so, just for my listeners. Um, my heritage based upon oral tradition has is very unique, right? So I've got a, a lot of different uh, groups of people that have married into my family over time. Um, and, and I'll say a little bit about what I know, being that we looked at the matrilineal, and I wanna make that clear that matrilineal line means that we're looking at that mitochondria DNA that goes back a couple thousand years and it's it's it goes through the mother and if the mother does not have children that line dies right because it can only be passed right through children okay so we're looking at my mother's side now the reason why i i didn't want to do my uh father's side first because there i think there are four ways that we could do it right we could do my mother's uh mother we could do my mother's father because I have an uncle who st is still alive on that side. We could do my father's side of the family, right? Through, through me and then my father's mother, mm -hmm. right? Through a female from that line. So we, we, there are four options. So we chose to go matrilineal all the way to do my mother's 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 mother. So here's what we know, okay? Is my grandmother, um, is a native of Virginia. Uh, her ancestry is said to have been, our family is said to have been uh, indigenous and African, practicing the Hebrew faith, which is a special twist. <laughs> and, um, and so our family um, has always been said to be African, to be black and to be uh, indigenous, right? Um, and so this is going to really be interesting because we are also associated with a specific tribe, right? Uh, here in, in Virginia. So my grandmother had passed down this information as we've seen in many of the reveals, right? That some of y'all have done on the shows where your family passes down this oral tradition but then, you know, I think uh, I saw Don Cheadle, right? And he was saying that he was always um, taught that his family was Choctaw, I think it was. I think it was Choctaw. And then when the ancestry was revealed, um, the, the oral tradition was correct in the sense that his people did come from Choctaw territory, but they were Choctaw freedmen and they were enslaved by that group of people. So while the oral tradition was accurate in the location and whereabouts of the people, the DNA wasn't what was thought, right? So um, I wanna make that clear because I don't believe that our family members were passing down information for the purpose of untruth or things of that nature, but I think there's always a deeper story and that's where we, the historians come in to figure out the rest of it, right? After we've got the the, the facts. Right. So at this time, drum roll. <laughs> so before I do the reveal, I do <laughs> want to clarify one thing. Okay, go ahead. So you mentioned in the intro that um, we're focused on telling you where you're from in Africa. Okay. We're actually focused on telling you the ancestry of a lineage. Okay. And when it's African, we can be very specific. So when we, I'm glad you didn't do the paternal line because 
only 65% of the time does that result come back African. Mm. For Black men, our fathers who have that Y chromosome they've inherited over the years, uh, three to four out of 10 of them have a European Y chromosome, not an African one. Whether you look like Don Cheadle right. or you, skin color right. doesn't matter. Right. Because the, the, the ancestry goes back so far that, you know, over time, we, we're all different shades, right? That's right. When we trace the maternal line, those results come back African 92% of the time. So there's an 8% chance that it won't be African. Mm. And then you said, the other thing I wanted to point out is you said that your grandmother's people were African and indigenous. Right. So that means at some point, either the mother was African and the father was indigenous or the mother was indigenous and the father was African. Correct. This result is going to identify <laughs> whether the mother was indigenous or whether mm. she was African. Okay. And so are you gonna Ooh. open the email or you want me to tell you? I, I, want, I want you to walk me okay. through it. So you go <laughs> ahead and tell me and then explain to me what I am because Okay. I'm doing this live. I'm putting this out there and uh, because I'm not ashamed because I know that uh, the DNA is a part of who I am. But, you know, uh, as Marcus Garvey said, it is through our our will and, and, and our, our desire. It's who we make ourselves who we desire to be. Right. So exactly. That's so, what identity is. It's a constantly <laughs> evolving narrative of self. And that so is correct. you get to be whoever you want to be. But in this case, we did find your maternal line. Come on, come on with it. <laughs> in Africa. Oh, oh, okay. It's not indigenous, it's African. Okay, okay. Um, it comes from a, a present day country that actually is rooted in a mighty empire. Oh, come on, talk to me. And this <laughs> empire uh, is very familiar. In fact, if you know nothing, if you only know one thing about about Africa, you probably know about this empire. Um, some of the characteristics of the empire are that uh, the leaders, well, the, 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 the communities were built on gold mm -mm. and the trading and exchange, the mining and the trading and the exchange of gold. Mm. Um, they're known for so many symbols that are almost mainstream today in our culture as uh, mm. Africans in the diaspora, things like Adinkra symbols, the mm. Sankofa symbol, which mm. means go back and fetch it. Um, wow. the, the symbol that represents the omnipotence of God. Kente wow. cloth Ooh. comes from this country and these people. Ooh. In fact, uh, this country welcomed everybody in the uh -oh. diaspora home last year for the year <laughs> of return. Wow. And so it's with great pleasure that I welcome you to the African Ancestry family as a descendant of the Akan wow. people living in Ghana today. Wow. 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 As you were going and you started talking about the gold and the symbols and the, I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, that is pretty powerful. Okay, so I mean, walk me through this. This is this is this is new for me. I mean, you know, this so is what uh, it means is that there are people living in the country of Ghana today whose families are of the Akan people, and the Akan are part of the Ashanti, so the empire. Uh, that people are familiar with is the Ashanti Empire. Yes. The Akan. Sometimes you hear it Akan, sometimes you hear it Ashanti. Right. And um, that means there are people there today who have the exact same mitochondrial DNA mm -hmm. as you, as, uh, at least a portion of it. Right. It's identical to yours. Wow. The only way you got it and that they got it is because there was one woman and some of her descendants remained in Ghana. 
She was in Ghana. Some of her descendants remained in Ghana and then some of her descendants were forced to migrate outside of Ghana. And so their children, this side stayed in Ghana. Let's just say, perhaps we don't know, we can't say, but they ended in, in Virginia. Mm. And then they had daughters who had daughters, who had daughters, who had children. You are one of those children on the American side. Mm -hmm. And someone in our database is one of those children on the Ghanaian side. Wow, that's powerful. And what's even more powerful is that, or not even more powerful, but what I wanna make sure you understand and what I wanna make sure that your followers understand is that you are the living representation of an Akan woman who made it through months of captivity in a dungeon, months of captivity on a slave ship. And you know this, I don't know if your followers all know this, but there wasn't a cruise ship. Correct. There was no privacy. There was no hygiene. There was no nutrition. Mm. There was no humanity mm. in that experience. But that woman made it through that. Wow. And then she made it through auction blocks. Mm. She made it through plantation living. She mm. may never have seen her, her descendants. Mm. She, she may not have, she may have had her children sold from her. But her lineage maintained through Jim Crow, through segregation, and is maintaining now in this current situation that we're in. Wow. Through you. Do you have siblings? Uh, well, th through my father, but not through my mother. Okay, so, so you yeah, do I'm you have the last one. I have children. Okay, do you have aunts and uncles? I do have aunts and uncles, yes. Okay, so it's living through your, it's going to continue to live through your children and their children and their children, but also through your, your mother and your aunts and uncles and mm. their children mm. and your grandmother and her siblings and their children and their children and their. So what you've done is you've unlocked a powerful piece of identity, not just for you, but for everybody who's a descendant of that woman. And to me, that's the real power. And you did it using the mitochondrial DNA that she gave you. Right. And the mitochondria is, the, is what gives, provides energy for the cells in our body. Mm. Our, body could not, our bodies could not function if not for mitochondrial DNA that provides the energy. Mm. So there's this power all through that. That woman is powering you today through your mitochondrial DNA. So now you can go to Ghana, be like, I'm home. <laughs> That's great, because you That's can right. visit Ghana. You can travel there. The Many of the, English is the official language of the country. So uh, you, can, you can move around and interact in ways that are easier than if it's a French speaking country or a Portuguese speaking right. country. Wow. So, so the Akan, um, uh, are somewhat under the Ashanti banner, right? So that they may say Ashanti or Akan, either one of those would be appropriate and accurate, right? right? And so that's pretty significant for me, just with the Ashanti piece from the history of what I know about some of the ancient practices of the Ashanti, uh, their worship practices and, and, and their, you know, some of the things that I, I've read about their uh, keeping of the, the seventh day Sabbath and, you know, those kind of like some ancient, so that's very interesting to me to see how those things play out today. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Wow. Wow. Okay. And there's so much more that you'll learn as you, yes. now you'll be looking at information about the Ashanti through a different, through a new lens and that's about correct. the time through a new lens. That's right. That's right. It, 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 that is really, that's something, and it's, um, I tell you what, it lifts one particular weight <laughs> because I thought it was going to come back like something way out somewhere in Europe, and I was going to be like, ooh, 
and they were going to come for my red, black, and green flag, you know? So <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do the paternal test then, at least not, not first. You know, yeah. what? It, for it to be European would mean that there was a, your, a white woman somewhere in your maternal line. And that just doesn't happen for us. Right. It, historically. It wasn't common, right. Right, right. Mm -hmm. as it did on the other side. Now today is very different. Right. Certain parts of the country go to California, you know, right. it's very different. But right. historically, that we didn't see white women having brown babies right. very right. often. Wow. So I, I take it that you've, you've also done yours, right? And did you do your maternal or paternal? Well, I, I actually haven't taken a test. My mother okay. took the maternal test. Um, I... And when she did that, we learned that we share maternal ancestry with the Fulani people living mm. in Nigeria today. Mm. And so people will say, well, they're Fulani people in Guinea-Bissau. They're Fulani people in Senegal, in Mali, in Cameroon. The, the Fulani were nomads, are nomads. And so that's the beauty of a company like African Ancestry. Well, we're the only one like us, but we have samples Fulani samples from all of those different countries. Mm. Mine matches with Fulani who are in Nigeria today. Wow, that's specific. On my paternal line, um, we share paternal ancestry with the Hausa people living in Nigeria today. So I actually know the ancestries of seven of my eight great-grandparents' lines. Wow. Okay. And that's because when we started the company, three of my grandparents were living. And so when my mother did it, it was the same for my grandmother, but then she wanted to know her paternal line. Mm. And then my mother wanted to know her own paternal line. And then my father, when he did one for my grandfather, he wanted to know his maternal line. Mm. And then when my father did his maternal line, she wanted to know her paternal. So it, <laughs> you know, just mushrooms. Right, and so right. At the end of the day, four of my lineages are Nigerian. They are um, Hausa, Yoruba, and Pulani. And then I have one Angolan lineage, mm. which is in Bundu. I have one Liberian lineage, which is Crew. And then I have one Portuguese lineage, which wasn't a surprise because my maternal grandfather told my mother that his grandfather was a Portuguese stonemason. Mm. And so the DNA that my male cousin on that side provided um, confirmed that Portuguese ancestry. And, and, and so... Let me ask this question as we as we uh, come down uh, upon the uh, the end of the show. So uh, we've done my my mother's 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 right. How would we do my mother's um, my grandmother's father? How would that be done? So we would need a, a male descendant of your. Is your grandmother living? No. Okay. Did she have any brothers? But none of them are alive. That's fine. Did yeah. she have any brothers? I think she did. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you would, and what's her maiden name? Freeman. So you need a male Freeman from your family. So if your grandmother's brothers had sons who had sons, you could use them. Okay. So the, but her, but like her, her son wouldn't work. Her son because, is not a male Freeman because it comes from his the husband's line, right? Okay. Got you. Okay, so I, I see that. So I would have to find, I would have to find one of her siblings' children. One of her brother's sons. Brother's sons. Got Has you. to be a man. Only men can trace the paternal line. Got you. Got you. Okay. Can't be one of her daughter or one of her sister's sons. It has to be one of her brother's sons. Got you. Got you. Okay. 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 Very good. That that is um. This has really been something. So, so when I when I open up, am, am I going to have a certificate or something or anything? So, that in your email package, there is a letter. There is a certificate holder that says "Welcome to the African Ancestry Family." There's a certificate of ancestry uh, supporting what I just told you. 
there is a link to the African Ancestry Guide to um, Africa to uh, the African Ancestry Guide to Western Central Africa. And so we have some quick facts about the different countries and ethnic groups in our database. Uh, there is also a link for you to join the African Ancestry online community. It's on Facebook. Uh, you have to register to join. And that's really just such a wealth of information. There are um, so many people in there who've done research, they're sharing their information, their resources, their travels. I mean, they, they formed a whole new, uh, a whole extended family around their results. So that's exciting. And so, yeah, that, that's what you get in, in your email. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll definitely be opening that up as soon as we finish here. My mother's actually downstairs. So oh, she, wow. she will be uh, very interested in hearing uh, the results here, my children as well. And so, um, yeah, I, I had people, I had friends of mine that were putting it on the line. They were like, well, I think it's going to come back this. I think it's going to come back that, you know. So um, that that's really something. And it sort of, it, it just opens a, a gateway of uh, of, of thinking about the past and how um, the transatlantic slave trade and colonialism and imperialism and how all of that uh, negatively influenced uh, the migration of people, right? Um, and the movement of folk across waters and across land masses um, for, the, for the purpose of, of the wealth of the few. And, and, and so to have the, the DNA to be able to, to go back and get a glimpse into what that was like, you know, when you were talking about this one woman and how her DNA made it across the waters and all of that, like it, it's such, a, such an intriguing, um, you know, history to be found and to be researched. Um, and, I, and I really appreciated uh, everything that you said in showing how you know, identity is not just in the DNA, but it's it's what we've crafted and built while we're here. But but that ancestral DNA plays a part, though. It plays a part in your diet and and what you eat and and certain things that happen as far as you know to your body and development and things of that nature. And so to know those things, that's that's things that our ancestors could have only hoped to know. And to your spirit. Yes. How about that? Mm -hmm. It plays a very important part in your spirit. And that's why it's so important right now. Because without that rooting, we, we're looking at what's going on around us through a different lens. Right. Through, through a disadvantaged lens. Right. When right. I'm not, you're not now. But if you don't know where you come from. Right. You, you can be swayed by anything that's happening to you. But when you know where you come from, when you understand your history, then you understand that we've been through worse. You understand that your, your DNA has no, been strong. through That's worse. true. No, that's true. That's true. It's, it's, when you think about the fact that, that those people who gave birth to you, the ones who gave birth to, to them going back, were able to survive, right? Because if they hadn't survived, I couldn't be here. Right. And so we stand upon as many of our our great leaders and speakers and, 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 and historians have said, we stand upon those shoulders of those great people. And so, um, you know, this this was really good. This was um, this this was really good. I really appreciate the information that you brought out today. I appreciate AfricanAncestry.com and the work that you all are doing. And let me say also that I was a part of the uh, identity summit that y'all did a couple of oh. weeks ago. Yeah, and, uh, and, and in fact, we'll have in the coming week, Dr. Mbili Shaka is gonna come on and talk to us about African identity, right? As a follow-up to what we've been doing. And she was a part of, of the summit as well. And so uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, not too often that you can go to a summit that's online and you can you know remain engaged. And so it was good. A lot of the information as I was putting in the chat there was like a blast from the past, things that I grew up learning about, names that I grew up hearing. And um, you know, seeing Anthony Browder's daughter, right? I mean, from 
knowing when she was just a little itty bitty thing <laughs> when he used right? to come to the city and, and speak. But um, yeah, so I love what y'all are doing. You're not just a company that's just, you know, slapping out DNA, you know, and, and just not really caring about the rest, but really working to reconnect uh, African people with their heritage, with their culture, giving them insight into what it means to be African and allowing us to be able to figure that out, right, through some of the guide posting that you've set up uh, through the process. And so I wanna thank you for, for um, the work that you do. Now, in the end, as, we, as we're at the close of the show, how can people contact you or African Ancestry, um, get a DNA test set up? What do they need to do? Go ahead. You can just come to, uh, you can go straight to shop.africanancestry.com. We're at African Ancestry on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, I'm at Gina, what am I? I'm at Gina Page DNA on Instagram. So yeah, check us out. There's whichever way you're comfortable with, you can get to us that way. And again, I just want to make sure that people understand one test is all you need to enlighten an entire group of people in your family. And I wanna thank you for the work that you do in leading by history. You, you, I'm sure you are aware of the number of people who don't learn anything right. about our history. And so we need all of the forces working like you uh, to educate us to make sure that we are rooted and grounded. So you are a brother in the business of being black and I appreciate that you've shared this experience with the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can finally do this and feel 100% <laughs> accurate. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> or as, they, as they say in uh, Ghana, Madasi. Madasi oh, is thank you. Thank All right, Madasi. Yes. And I'm going to have to pick up now on my Ashanti Khan language and get it flowing right now. So thank you so much, Gina, for being with us. Um, you know, uh, stay safe and uh, let's keep in contact. Continue to, to keep me up on whatever y'all are doing. Keep sending those emails and newsletters uh, and I'll continue to help spread the word. From, from those of us at Leading by History, we say to you, peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Leading by History podcast. We look forward to getting back with you again. Until then, keep a leveled head and always investigate the sources. Peace.